0: I want to grow in God's Word. How can I read the Bible better? I want to give you some insight and some good practical tips on how you can grow in God's Word today. Welcome to The Conversation. This is Filter. Hey guys, welcome to Filter. This is a podcast where we give you biblical clarity to live in our chaotic world. My name is Aaron Champ. Welcome to The Conversation today what we're talking about is reading our bible the bible describes itself as being the daily bread for the christian one of the ways you see this is in luke chapter 4 whenever jesus is being tempted by the devil in the wilderness and the devil tells jesus hey take these stones and turn them in, into bread because you're hungry you've been fasting for a while and jesus says to him man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so it's from along these lines that we get this idea that the Bible, the word of God is the Christian's daily bread. But for a lot of us, getting that daily intake, getting that nourishment is really difficult. And so because of that, what do we feel? We feel weak in our faith. What we need is to grow in our Bible reading. You know, I see this a lot as a pastor uh, where people come to me and they are really struggling in their faith, whether it is through having some specific doubts or whether it is through struggling in constant defeat of sin, something along those lines. And I can say that in my years of pastoral experience, it is extremely, extremely rare that I've ever had someone come to me with one of these problems, and they also had a very strong foundation in their life of reading the Word. There is a very high correlation between struggling in our faith and not being in the Word. So that's what we're talking about today, is how can we get better at being in the Word? So let's just talk about, really quickly, the importance of Bible reading, and why it is our daily bread. So LifeWay, based out of Nashville, did this study a while back. What they did in this study is they examined, studied, researched uh, 4,000 different Christians to look at what factors is it that led to the most spiritual growth in their lives. So they looked at these people, they set up eight different categories of... Um, Uh, of spiritual growth in these people's lives. And what they found is in uh, among these 4,000 Christians who were growing spiritually, the number one discipline in their life that contributed to them growing as as a disciple and as a believer was biblical engagement. Biblical engagement was number one on the list by far. Uh, Daniel M., a friend of mine, has this book named No Silver Bullets. And in No Silver Bullets, he takes this lifeway research he looks at it a good bit, studies it, and he goes into some deeper analysis on it. And what he did is he started to look at uh, what specific practices is it led to the is it that led to the like greater spiritual growth, and what were the best spiritual practices that led to the best spiritual growth? Looking at some deeper analysis, and what he found is that yes, Christians who were growing the most in their faith were the ones who were growing the most in understanding their Bible. What led to that? What practices was it? Well, what M found is that number one, which would be pretty obvious, is that they were the ones who were consistently reading their Bible. Those who, who consistently read the Bible grow in understanding the Bible, and then growing and understanding the Bible led to overall spiritual growth. So that's a little obvious, right? But here's what else he found that was really cool. He found out that the number one indicator of growing in other categories as well, so we're not just talking about understanding the Bible, but growth in prayer growth in evangelism, growth in confidence in your faith, growth in obeying God and his word, defeating sin, avoiding temptation. The one practice that impacted all these other areas the most was Bible engagement. And here's what M said. He said, it's not even deep research or meditation into the scripture that, that necessarily brings about this effect, but just reading it. He said, we're talking about this simple act of reading the Bible On a regular basis now think about how many of us are looking for the quick fix we're trying to figure out what is it out there a new tool a new sermon or preacher a book a new bible study series a new church or small group what is the quick fix that is finally going to be the thing for me that's going to make me grow in my understanding of the word but here's the thing there's no quick fix the way that we grow in the Word and grow in understanding the Bible better is consistency. And so let me talk about consistency and how you can grow in your consistency so you can grow in understanding God's Word. Number one, choose what you will read. Sounds obvious, right? But very often this is where we get caught up because here's what happens. I see this all the time. We, this especially happens around New Year, right? Because we're wanting to set resolutions for ourselves. And so a lot of people say, I'm going to read the Bible this year. And so we choose one of these read the Bible in a year plans, which is fantastic. Not against that. But we'll choose one of these read the Bible in a year plans. And then around kind of the second half of Exodus, it starts to get a little tough. We get into all these regulations about what the priests are wearing and what the tabernacle is going to look like. And then we get into Leviticus. It gets really rough. And it's a long journey from there because you're going to find a lot more of the same in in terms of the uh, Israelite. Uh, civil and ceremonial laws through Leviticus, through Numbers, through Deuteronomy. And so I know that tons of people, myself has been included in this before, have tried these you know, yearly plans only to get caught up and then quit somewhere around Leviticus year after year after year. But what happens to people a lot of the time is that they then just stop and their Bible reading goes off the rails. It doesn't happen for weeks after that. And all the attempts to pick it up again fail because here's what happens they're thinking, I want to grow, so I'm going to pick this great plan. But a great plan that you don't read is no good. Here's how I advise people. A plan that you will do is way better than a great plan that you won't do. So choose what you're going to read and choose something that you will actually do. This is going to take humility. It's going to take knowing yourself. Choose some kind of a plan, a topic, a biblical book that you're going to read that you'll actually do, knowing yourself. Remember. Don't despise small beginnings. Number one, choose what you're going to read. Number two, set up some regular habits around your Bible reading. So these are the things that support the practice of the Bible reading. These are three things. Think about the time. Set aside a regular time that you're going to have for your Bible reading. Whether it's in the morning, your lunch break, in the evening, some other time. But set a regular time. Put it aside in your calendar and then stay committed to that time. It's going to greatly increase the chances of you actually doing that Bible reading rather than just saying, I'll get around to it. So time, the second thing is place. Designate a place in your home, or maybe you're a student living in a dorm, your your home in that sense is just not ideal. And so maybe for you it's a coffee shop, it's a park, it is a bench somewhere on campus that you can sit. But designate a place that you're going to go to to do your bible reading for me in my house i've got like two different chairs and two different rooms of the house and i'll go to one of those places whenever i go there sit down with the word at that a lot of time i'm much more likely to then actually stick through with my plan which is to read the word that morning okay so designate a time designate a place we're building some regular habits here here's the last thing build some practice So don't just sit down with no plan at all. Even if your plan is like a Bible reading plan, let's say you're reading through one of the books of the New Testament or the whole New Testament, you need to sit down with a plan of how am I going to read? In other words, if you're reading one chapter a day, then you say, I'm going to read that one chapter and then maybe I'll read it for a second time and then I'm going to pray about it. There's your plan. It doesn't need to be complicated. Make it simple. But think about what is going to be my practice every single day. So whenever I sit down, there's no guessing work. I'm not going to get caught up in the weeds. I know what I'm doing. So I've set up regular habits around my Bible reading to make it more likely to happen on a daily basis. Once again, time, place, and practice. Here's the third thing. Engage multiple senses in your Bible reading. So what this means is, is determine some different cues that you can insert into your life. That become for you the basis of building a new habit because this is just how we work as human beings. We build habits based off of a cue, uh, responding to that cue or whatever you know initiates us, and then some kind of reward at the end. So, uh, so for example, your cue to start to get yourself you know in the mode in the mindset of I'm about I'm about to engage God in His Word could be making coffee. Something really simple like that. You make coffee. You put it in your drip pot if you're low tech or maybe you're much more into the the craft coffee scene. And so you make your pour over or whatever else. But doing that and the smell of the coffee, the getting your hands dirty with the grinds and boiling the water and all these different things is just something to help engage multiple senses and start to build the habit through building that cue of this is what I do whenever I get ready to read my word. Um, you can do this in a lot of different ways. You know, like one is coffee or tea, making breakfast. If you're a morning person, another thing could be music, uh, turning on some music. I would highly recommend instrumental music, something without words that could be distracting. Um, but turning on some music that whenever you turn on this music, you know, it is dedicated for this time. Another thing that I know that uh, a lot of my friends have done that I think can be a good cue is to have a candle that you have next to your place. You have designated Whenever it's time for you to read the word you like that candle. When you're done you blow it out it's just it's just something else extra to help your mind get focused and build that habit here's a last little suggestion share what you're reading with others talk some other people to build that consistency okay so once you you work on your consistency how then do you grow in reading and really understanding the bible let me tell you how you do that this is what we call in you know the theological world Hermeneutics Hermeneutics is the practice of reading the Bible to figure out what it says and then apply it to our lives. Here are some very general, practical, hermeneutical principles that anyone can apply to their lives. Uh, This is how I practice uh, understanding the Bible in my own life in terms of devotions. But also, I use a lot of this in just preparing for sermons uh, or other teachings on the Word. So here's the first thing. You want to understand the context whenever you come to any biblical passage. So take, for example, a parable. To understand any parable that Jesus teaches uh, in the Gospels, context is everything. If you want to understand any parable, you have got to first read what happens before, what happens after, what is generally going on in this section of Scripture, because Jesus is teaching this parable in response to a certain situation, in response to certain people that he's talking to. So whenever you're reading a passage, whether it's a parable, something in in the New Testament or Old Testament, expand out from that passage. Don't just read that one verse or few verses, but read the whole chapter and then read the chapter before, the chapter after. Sometimes you might have to go all the way back to the beginning of the book. I know this happens sometimes, but understanding the context is so, so critical. So make sure you understand the context. Here's the second thing. Read it multiple times and take notes. You would be really surprised. I tell people this, and I know that they don't quite believe me at first, but then they see amazing results whenever they practice it. You'd be amazed at what you will see in the word after reading it for 30 minutes versus five minutes, because here's what's going to happen. You're going to read a passage for about 10 minutes and think, I've read everything in here, right? (laughs) Like, what else is there for me to see? It's becoming monotonous. My mind's starting to wander. But but trust me, push through past 15 minutes, and there's something about that mark. Push through, and all of a sudden, you're going to start to notice little nuances in words the way that someone reacted to someone else, if it's a story that you were, you were just blind to before. Or maybe you're gonna something's gonna st- stand out at you um, that you're gonna wanna ask a question about, or all of a sudden seems a lot more interesting. Or maybe now after reading it several times, you see that there's this word or phrase that, you, that just keeps jumping out and jumping out and that makes you think, oh, maybe there's something here. So read it multiple times, and then as you're reading, take notes those interesting things, those questions, whatever is coming to your mind. Whenever you're doing this, read it slowly. And like I said, be looking for key words, repeating phrases. If Paul, if you're reading Paul and he says the word glory over and over and over again, or he says the word flesh over and over and over again in a passage, that's a good clue that this has something really uh, important to do with the meaning of what is going on here. After you've done this stuff, which is things that anyone can do, then start to utilize some good tools to help you to answer the questions that you were writing down, to give some insight to the things that you had noticed, you know, to kind of fill out what you were beginning to notice, um, maybe to correct some of the things that you were interpreting in a wrong way. That might happen to you. It happens to me all the time. Uh, it's good to get help from other wise people. And so utilize some good tools. Let me give you just some really simple tools that anyone has access to. A good study Bible. You can get a good study Bible by going down to any bookstore or you can get them online now even. Get a good study Bible that has notes underneath uh, the underneath the uh, scripture text or if it's a digital version, it'll be you know to the side or in a different uh, menu or something. But if you get a good study Bible, just the notes in that study Bible will really help you and go a long way in beginning to understand what you're reading, grow in your understanding of it. And then wherever you're ready you can move on from there in terms of moving on to some commentaries my two favorite uh, study bibles that anyone can get and read and understand are one the esv study bible the uh, english standard version their study bible is fantastic has a lot of articles commentary it's great the second one is the csb which stands for christian standard bible their study bible both of those are fantastic and uh, good for anyone as we talked about today, if your faith is weak, it might be because you're malnourished. The Bible tells us that it itself is the daily bread, the nutrition, the nourishment, the sustenance for the Christian. Our souls live off the, of the nutrients that we get from reading and understanding the word and that understanding leading to transformation. If you take these tips that I gave you today and apply them to your life, then I believe that you will see results. For a lot of you guys, you're going to see some immediate results, maybe some small immediate results, but things that will help. If not, if you uh, stay in it consistently for a few days, then I think you'll see great transformation in your life. I hope today helped you out. Check out our show notes for highlights from this episode and for some resources going on from here. Uh, Some extra things that I didn't mention that can help you grow in what this topic was about. I just want to thank you guys so much for joining us for this conversation. I hope that it helped you to find clarity in the chaos. If you enjoyed this episode, would you give us a review or share this episode, share this show with your friend? It really helps out a lot. My name is Aaron Shamp. You've been listening to Filter.